Welcome to the Primal Canadians podcast, where you can learn how to solve sophisticated problems with primal wisdom. And now your hosts, the Primal Canadians. Hey there, welcome back to the Primal Canadians podcast. Today, we're venturing dangerously close to fad diets. We're talking about keto, fasting, and high-fat diets. Yeah, definitely uh, three of the main trends going on at the moment. Uh, keto has been a new uh, a new trend that's really like hitting everywhere, hitting every uh, newspaper, art- so many newspaper articles, so many restaurants, uh, so many recipes. Uh, there's people that have tremendous success in it and there's people that uh, just get sick on it and then there's uh, the ever the ever questioning fasting thing and the intermittent fasting that i'm sure everyone has tried to a certain degree that has been looking for health or weight loss and then of course the high fat diets yeah these i mean if you if you're interested in good health at all and you haven't heard the word keto thrown around lately you've been living under a rock and it's yeah. everywhere you look. Everyone's talking about it. And just like you said, some people are, think it's the greatest thing ever. Some people think it's horrible. Uh, and it's just, how do you know? That's why we're here today. Yeah, totally. Well, uh, let's let's dive right into it. Like, um, what's your perspective on, I think they're all kind of tied together. Keto, fasting, and high fat, it's all one category. Not one is different from the other. So what's your opinion, Lucas, on the keto? What What do you think of it? Is it good? Is it bad? Or uh, before we go that far, let's talk about what it is. Okay, Ex- yeah. I mean, let's just for it. anybody who doesn't know, I'm sure most people know, but tell us what what keto is. So keto um, is just a word, <laughs> really, um, but it comes from ketones or ketosis. So what uh, ketones are? It's essentially it's um, it's a fuel that your body can make. Now, uh, humans have engineered it and you can supplement it and take it through a supplementation of some kind. But prehistorically, a ketone was something that your liver um, and some of your other organs and muscle tissue could make and use as energy in the absence of uh, other fuel like fatty acids or glucose. So when you're when you don't have fuel for an extended periods of time, your body will start making ketones that uh, also your brain can uh, can burn as well so your your liver can burn it um, your muscles can uh, burn it and so can your brain so key ketones are something that your body can make in the absence of other um, nutrients or other um, calories and then ketosis is when you've been absent of other when your body is making so many more ketones than you're effectively burning so your production is higher than what your body is using. That's when you've hit ketosis. Okay, interesting. So a keto diet then is really just a diet that's uh, high in specific macronutrients, low in other ones, tr- specifically to try and get your body into ketosis. Is that right? That's right, yeah, to get your body to burn ketones. And often what happens, um, I mean, there's a few different flaws in how it's... Um, there's probably quite a few different flaws in how uh, in how it's being measured and more importantly uh, when it's being applied but when you do this aggressively and your body isn't very healthy it can go into ketosis very quickly because your body will very quickly uh, learn that hey I need to start making these ketones here because I'm not getting any 
uh, any uh, calories and that's when you can go into ketosis very and you know you can measure it by uh, taking uh, urine samples you can measure it by taking blood samples pricking your finger kind of thing and measure the ketones that are in uh, your blood in your urine and there's also you can measure them uh, what's what you're breathing out so um, at that point I guess what I'm trying to say is if you do this aggressively your body can overproduce ketones very quickly and go into ketosis um, that to me is not really very uh, metabolically effective though when this is done in an effective way your body will make the amount of ketones that are required for your body to use and there won't be an excess of uh, ketones coming out of your urine out of your breath or floating around in your bloodstream right and if i understand right it's when we spend an extended period of time in that state where our bodies are producing way more ketones than we can consume that we run the risk of getting into ketoacidosis and getting into some of the really major uh, damaging health effects of keto diet is that right yeah yeah there's not really a big risk of running into ketoacidosis unless you have uh, extreme health concerns like being uh, like say with uh, type 1 diabetes maybe even uh, to some degree type 2 diabetes Uh, ketoacidosis is when your body is making an extreme amount of uh, ketones Um, if you're if you're fairly healthy and you stop eating for three days for example you're start you're going to start producing ketones at uh you know at probably a pretty high level but not at a dangerously high level uh, that would be uh, considered ketoacidosis all right so you heard it here folks if you're diabetic check with your doctor first yep 100 percent. and if you have any health conditions i also recommend to um um let's get into this a little bit deeper before i i put this advice out um, because there's definitely reasons that uh, keto diets work really well. Um, people have had tremendous success with using a keto diet, but is it the most effective long term for uh, your longevity or for your uh, short, even your short term performance? Yeah, exactly. And that's where it really gets to be a thing. Like the word diet doesn't the, the word diet gets used wrong in the modern world. You know, people talk about I'm going on a diet. I mean, it. it Diet does not mean a temporary alteration to the way we eat so that we can fit into a certain outfit or get ready for beach season or something. A diet means way of life. And so many people look at it as it's a temporary thing, but really it's not. It's a permanent thing, or it should be, to be be, effective. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Um, So, yeah, you, you asked me about my opinion of keto. Well... Years ago, when the Atkins diet was a real fad, I tried it as a way to lose weight, and I lost a pile of weight very quickly, and it was super easy because all I was eating was, like, bacon and cheese and uh, just all kinds of crap, like, just serious junk food. I was drinking a lot of diet pop because I didn't understand the damaging effects of the aspartame and all that sort of thing, and... And it it was glorious because I was eating all the most delicious foods that I enjoyed all the time anyway, and I was losing weight like crazy. But I had very little energy. I felt like crap. And the minute I stopped eating that way, if I started eating a little bit of bread or something like that, my weight ballooned back. There was a time I think I gained like 24 pounds in one month after I stopped eating the way I was supposed to on the Atkins diet. So Mm -hmm. it's like to me, that's an indicator that, 
something's not right. Yeah, that's honestly, I think my biggest issue with some of these strict diets is there's no room for flexibility. So it's like you're walking on a tightrope and as soon as the wind comes, you're you're in deep trouble. Uh, and, and inevitably there will be a storm coming. There will be a time when um, you don't have the exact, uh, the exact diet or, or laid out um, food that are uh, called for by the diet. So I want to talk a little bit about like, why does keto work? Why is it so effective? And um, because for people have lost a lot of weight on it. And some people have even uh, felt better or improved some of their health conditions by being on a keto diet. Well, the main reason keto is working is because there's no junk food in a keto diet. You're taking out refined carbs, you're taking out processed sugars, and you're taking out pretty much all of the junk food from a keto uh, when you go on a keto diet and that is really the reason the main reason that keto is working another reason it's working is because uh, there's some calorie restrictions in order to effectively go into uh, to ketosis you have to reduce the amount of food the um, this you, you have to go for longer periods without eating so even if you're eating low glycemic food like uh, proteins or fats and they're not as not the sugary types of foods and you stick to the keto if you keep eating uh like intermittently every few hours you won't go into uh, ketosis so a lot of people with keto diets understand this and they put a big gap into their uh, meal timing so if you don't eat for an extended periods of time you have a calorie restriction essentially so that's that's why another another reason that a lot of people are losing weight is because they it is a, it is a, a form of calorie restriction as well yeah that's an interesting point i hadn't thought of that before but you're absolutely right yeah so like ketones will only be made uh, in the absence of uh, other foods so if you keep eating fats only fats have uh, there's really no in, there is no insulin response when you eat fats uh, with carbohydrates there's a pretty high insulin response um, and whenever there's insulin um, the ketones are going to it, it, it's exactly against making ketones and that's why keto and high fat uh, go together so well because you can't really have insulin you can't really promote insulin uh, in order to go on keto and that's why lifestyle also has a big part of it but just to stay on track with the food part here uh, when you eat proteins you also get a small amount of insulin into your uh, your body produces a small amount of insulin when you eat fats or just fatty acids um, there's no insulin but still if you keep eating fats and you eat only fats but you eat them enough your body will not make ketones because it can also use the fatty acids as uh, as fuel so even if you're not spiking your insulin at all and you're still eating fats uh like fairly regularly your body won't start making ketones oh wow interesting yeah so and and i guess from there i'd like to go into um why why i don't like the keto diet um, because often when we have issues like uh, too much weight um, other conditions like with the brain metabolic issues that kind of stuff your body is actually uh, lacking nutrients your body is lacking uh, vital nutrients for your organs to function properly and by organs it's not just your gut like uh, i know the gut is a big uh, buzzword these days too and getting your getting right things in your gut and building up your microbiome and that kind of thing but it all kind of relates together with all your other organs like your liver your kidney 
um, your pancreas, your adrenals are a big part on how your overall body will function. And it's often with most people more important than how the gut functions is how the adrenals actually function. So I think with the high fat diets, it doesn't really support um, good uh, good organ function. There's some healthy fats. Um, I mean, fats are important for uh, certain vitamin absorption and many hormonal functions. So when bringing healthy fats into diet, and I guess that's another reason why keto is working uh, for some people, a positive reason for keto, that when they bring in healthy fats, like somebody that hasn't had coconut oil before, or somebody that hasn't had um, avocados before or certain animal fats you bring those in your body will start uh, functioning better off of those types of nutrients however that being said if you have too you need very little of it so if you have too much of these uh, high fat foods it uh, basically thickens out your blood because it takes a it takes a lot to metabolize fats and they linger in your blood for a long time and when that happens it kind of shuts off all the other functions like it shuts off um uh, properly moving uh, glucose out of the blood, for example. Uh, the liver is shifting over from detoxing to now creating more bile to be able to break down those fats. And the heavier you go with those fats, uh, the more you go away from vegan fats and into animal fats, those are more dense, more heavy. Those require more time. They require more oxygen to break them down. So you need to uh, breathe more you know when you exercise more you'll do it quicker because you're inhaling more oxygen and that will help break it down a lot quicker yeah that's that's very true and the whole like the whole nutrient thing you mentioned just about how like certain nutrients are required and most keto diets and high fat diets don't address nutrient intake they, they look at macronutrients they don't look at micronutrients and it, in my opinion, and in, in WildFit, which is the nutrition program that I fell in love with like about a year ago, we talk a lot about how it's more important to get enough of the right stuff in than it is to not get the bad stuff. You know, like it, it, it's it's you need you need to make sure you're properly nourished before your body can lose can release weight, um, and and with things like keto and and high fat diets that don't address that really most people don't actually add in a lot of the good stuff they just cut out stuff like sugar and carbs and breads and and that that sort of thing which it has an effect but they still haven't addressed the root cause which is the malnourishment that most people are dealing with in today's world you know most of the vegetables we eat now are stripped of all their nutrients um and, and it's by design well that's a whole other episode though um but without that, our bodies really go into starvation mode. And while we can release some weight when we're star in starvation mode, it's a lot slower process and it's a lot more physiologically harmful than it is if we're in a state of being properly nourished, properly hydrated, we have the right nutrients, then our bodies can safely release weight. Yeah, totally. I, I like how you said that. And that's one of the reasons why uh, I don't like keto diets very much. I don't really dislike them. I just dislike how they're applied most of the time. Um, but I don't really like how um, a lot of the healthy foods are kind of overlooked because uh, the nutrients that your body requires are going to be in raw fruits and vegetables. It's going to be uh, mineral salts, um, uh, like the glucose that's in fruits and vegetables, that's what's super important for your body to start functioning better and start uh, and start working better for you. Because 
I, I think when we look at weight, weight loss to me or um, obesity or being overweight to me is a sign of something not working right. And when we look at obesity as the issue, then we're not really addressing the right, uh, the, the problem at the root cause. So the way I like to do it is what is, is really get the body to function better. And when we heal the body at the root cause, a byproduct of that is optimal body, pos- uh, body composition. So if we start getting the right types of nutrients into the body and getting the organs, uh, the metabolism, the gut, the brain, the hormones, all that kind of stuff to function properly, then the body can start releasing the excess fat. It's going to start dropping a lot of the water weight that it hangs on to. Yeah, and it just in general is going to function better. You're going to have better energy and you're going to feel better and you're not going to get sick as often. And There's all kinds of reasons to make sure that the body is functioning correctly. And really, that's the thing with diets. People get so hung up on how they look and how much they weigh. You know, that's what I'm going to venture, I guess, 80% of the people that go on any kind of diet or start thinking about the food they eat. That's their concern. And the reality of it is there's so much more than that. Like you can be a little bit heavy and healthy, whereas you can also be incredibly skinny and unhealthy. Like it's the number on the scale is not the only marker of health yeah and you can eat incredibly terrible diets and still lose weight Uh, and you can eat very healthy diets and still gain weight it's just a matter of how your body is functioning and if your body's functioning correctly you're not going to hang on to that excess weight yeah totally so what you really want to look at with food is how can you increase your baseline markers how can you uh, make your organs function better how can you make your blood cleaner and how can you feel better like to me that's a marker of health like how do you feel and i know you're very right in what you said like people look at uh, the visual part at at, um, not even the full visual part but just simply the body composition or the number on the scale when they talk about diets and it's often the reason people go to the gym as well um, but the real the real health markers are they can still be visual. You can still see like in the eyes and the complexion, you know, in the face and and those kinds of areas. You can still kind of see like how healthy someone is um, without looking at, you know, um, just simply the size of the gut or, or something like that. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 only one of a lot of different markers that you need to consider. Uh, yeah, it's not the end all be all reason to eat healthy to lose weight. Um, so we touched a little bit on intermittent fasting when you talked about getting into ketosis and restricting calories. I'm a huge fan of intermittent fasting. I'm interested to hear your perspective. Well, uh, intermittent fa- uh, I'm fasting in general, it's, it's something that's very primal. You know, back in the day, we, we'd go for hours, days, sometimes weeks without food. So it's another one of those primal mechanisms that the body learns to take care of itself in the absence of food. And one of the things it does is it starts uh, cleaning out the gut. It starts uh, um, cleaning out some, some stuff through your intestines and making things work better there. And it also does another function. This is an extended fasting now, so you have to hit like a few days where it does what's called autophagy. And that's where it's starting to clean out like uh, mutated cells and really start clearing out. And that's why um, fasting is often used with uh, 
chemo treatments and, and killing off cancers is because your body actually starts uh, moving out those uh, mutated cells. So there is definitely is some benefits to, uh, to fasting. But I think when somebody has health conditions or symptoms and that kind of stuff, then it's important more to look at, like, what are the healthy nutrients that can help me along? Because that's where you'll really start making uh, the difference, where you're really going to start making, uh, going to start feeling better and making, moving those health markers for down the line and getting your blood and your organs to uh, work better and feel better. That's, yeah, that's an important point. You know, I think fasting, a lot of people often look at it as just simply not eating for a while, which it, at its basic form, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But it's important to think that before starting a fast, are you properly nourished? Uh, have you been eating healthy for the last few weeks or months? Like, are you, uh, do you have the right vitamins? Does your body have the building blocks to keep you healthy before you start fasting? Because if you don't, then you really you're just going to go into starvation. And there's a dramatic difference between fasting and starving. Yeah. Um, I, I got into fasting about a year, actually almost exactly a year ago. I did my first fast. It'll be coming up here March. It doesn't matter the date. But uh, I, I was just coming off of 90 days of full clean eating, um, lots of nu- nutrients. Like I, I was probably healthier than I had been maybe my whole life Uh, and and then I went on to a seven-day fast nothing but water for seven days and it was incredible you know I I expected it to be really difficult and there was times when it was a little challenging but more than anything it was breaking my old habits of eating every day that was the hardest part you know I had lots of energy I felt really good. I didn't have, I had headache, a headache one day, but I was also flying on an airplane that day. And we all know air travel causes headaches uh, for all kinds yep. of reasons. But the thing with the fasting that I found so interesting was how much more energy I had when I hadn't eaten for a few days. I, I thought it was the opposite. You know, traditional wisdom tells us when you're feeling low on energy, you need something to eat. And with the modern diet the way it is where most people are fueled by glucose and sugar all the time you do get a little bit of an energy boost when you eat something but when your body's burning fat for fuel properly uh, you really don't need that energy yeah yeah i do love fasting and uh, that's really awesome that you share that experience actually because i i like to use fasting in that way too it's more of a, a measure on how good you feel like um the 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 comparing it to starving and fasting yeah two very different things and i and i like how you said that as well because um when you're fasting it shouldn't really be about starving so if you're not eating and you're starving you're wanting food then you're not really in a place where you're ready to fast yet it's important that you maybe have a little bit of fruit or something like that to uh get those get those mineral salts uh, and I know often that's that's what happens with uh, when you go on fasting or keto diets and you have uh, you have the headaches or the keto flus and that kind of stuff. You're actually lacking. Yeah, your body hasn't um, uh, activated the mechanisms to use fat effectively. It's still too dependent on glucose, but often lacking, uh, you know, water, but also some mineral salts and electrolytes like uh, sodium, potassium and those kinds of things. Yeah, it's really true. Uh, just before Christmas uh, last year, I tried to do another fast, only I wasn't in the right health state to do it. I had been eating most, well, not mostly, but a lot of junk food for a few days prior. 
my body was in a heavily glucose dependent state and I tried to just hop into a fast like right away and by the end of the first day I couldn't think straight I couldn't remember things I had the shakes like I was just I was a total mess which was a dramatic difference from the first time I tried fasting and I really think it all comes back to the fact that I was just not in the right physiological state to start a fast yeah totally um I'm, I'm glad you said that because I didn't want to skip talking about that because it really it, it food is a big part of uh, keto and fasting and I guess high fat but it also th- what's a big component of it is also your lifestyle your stress hormones or the types of hormones that are going through your blood. Like if you're, if you're uh, stressed out or you're a high intensity type of person, like somebody that works out really hard all the time, plays intense sports, or just deals with a lot of stress uh, at home or at work kind of thing, that's a, that's a sympathetic state and that's glycolytic. That requires glucose, uh, that sympathetic state. So you need to, uh, if you're not getting that glucose from your diet, your body will have to break down muscle tissue um, to to be able to convert it into glucose. So people who I know that successfully uh, go keto or do uh, do keto, they also have their lifestyle dialed in. Like I know one guy that's, uh, he's a, a martial artist and does keto, but when he goes for uh, his workout, when he do, go, goes and does his sparring, he never goes all out. He goes at a, at a pace that he's able to consistently well. He works on technique kind of thing. He's not like, how hard can I go? How strong can I act? And that kind of thing, because that is going to... Uh, that's going to go sympathetic. It's going to burn glucose. It's going to be glycolytic. So you're going to need uh, glucose uh, to to replenish that, or just to fuel your body. So it's important to have the lifestyle dialed in in the right way to support your goals if you're trying to go keto with your diet. So you don't have those high stress situations that are glycolytic, or those high intensity situations that are glycolytic. Like I've also known people that have trying to go that have tried to go keto but they don't dial down their workouts when you're still going to the gym and doing those high intensity workouts those are glycolytic workouts you need glucose your body is burning that and it needs to it needs to have them and it needs to replenish them so it's important to be able to understand that and dial that back so you can so you can successfully go keto so you're not like um super high stressed or um you know working at a high intensity yeah i mean really imagine how life would have been for our ancestors you know it was very rare that they would have been going full out high intensity to the maximum capacity they could push themselves to except for very few times you know it would uh, if you went out on a hunting trip with an ancient tribe you would have spent hours or days walking through the forest which is not particularly high stress environment it's not high impact exercise but then you'd find an animal and you'd have to chase it down or run it down and that would be the time where you were going full out high intensity but it would be for a very short period of time and immediately afterwards you were going to eat an animal so Mm -hmm. you had you had an opportunity to replenish a lot of the stores that you burned and and it was just for those very short bursts of intensity yeah right when you were harvesting uh you know carrying that animal back to the tribe or bringing in those uh big branches of grapes or whatever else you might be harvesting um those will be like 
a little bit more high intensity, but those are those are accompanied with fuel, like you're bringing home harvest to eat. Whereas if you're not eating, you're not going to be out uh, uh, moving around and lifting stuff and building stuff. You're going to be, you, we were mostly just sitting around and that's why uh, the lifestyle part is important to dial in along with your diet to be able to successfully do it. Yeah, absolutely. So we've talked a little bit about the kind of more long-term fasting. What about this intermittent fasting that's all the rage these days? So intermittent fasting, well, I think it, um, you, you do get those, those, health, those health benefits of, you know, your body being able to, um, you know, clean itself out. And as you said, when, when you did a long fast, I guess kind of the same thing, uh, you're, you had more energy. So when your body, when we eat, a lot of the times we eat the wrong foods or we eat too much foods or we're getting other toxins in with our foods that our body has to require more energy to break it down. And that can take away from our energy to live and our energy to think and focus. So when we don't do that, when we don't uh, overeat or uh, when we don't, you know, when we do intermittent fasting, we don't eat for an extended period of time, uh, our body doesn't have to process that as well. It also then starts um, tapping into those, uh, those stored fats because there's not as much um, fuel coming in through the belly, it's going to start accessing some of the stored fat that's in the fat cells and start using that as energy. So that's, that's another um, way. And, th- and then at that point, our body uh, starts changing the mechanisms of how it's burning fat. It's not going to be so much glycogen dependent. It's going to be more fat adapted. When we do this for an extended period of time, your body can get away with eating less food, with eating less frequently. Yeah, I really like that. You know, I started intermittent fasting the majority of the time, not always, um, probably four, five, six months ago or so. And it's been really interesting, the effect of it, because I find that although I eat the same amount of food as I ever used to in a day, it's in a very short period of time, and I'm almost never hungry anymore, which I've found quite fascinating. And I think it's just like you're saying, my body is more used to not eating frequently so it knows what to do it knows how to use my stored fuel reserves uh, when the time comes and uh, yeah it's just it's a great opportunity for my system to clean out the blood while it's not overloaded with trying to digest food and uh, yep. take care of that I mean digesting food is one of the most energy intensive things we do physiologically and people don't realize that so when we don't have to digest or when we do it all in a very short period of time uh, we have a lot more energy to use for other things like our daily activities. Yep, totally. Right on. Well, we're getting close to time here. Is there any last comments you have? Um, no, I, I think we kind of addressed everything here. If it wasn't clear, then uh, please reach out to us or if you have any uh, comments or think or, or think that we've uh, said things wrong or don't understand it uh, the way you do, please reach out to us. We like to have those conversations as well. And uh, remember to, yeah, if you're going to try and go keto, make sure you're keeping that water up and uh, maybe even some mineral salts and potassium. Um, But more importantly, I think if you're working with a health condition, it's uh, more importantly to focus on uh, healthy, clean carbohydrates like uh, fruits and vegetables to really start moving those health markers. Get your blood healthy and get your organs functioning well. Yeah, absolutely. Really identify the difference between junk carbs and good carbs because there is a major difference. 100%. Just simply cutting out carbs to get into ketosis 
it's effective in the short term, but it's not so effective in the long term. Yep, totally. So until next time, keep it primal. Tune in next time for more Primal Conversations. Thank you.